Hey, I'm Mitch Goldman. This is Deep Focus, and welcome to part three of our podcast on the great Jerry Allen. Vijay Iyer was my guest in the studio July 22nd, 2019, and I uh, hope you enjoy this program. If you do, you probably want to subscribe, and you could find us at mitchgoldman.podbean.com, mitchgoldman.podbean.com, or you could find Deep Focus on... I think any of your favorite uh, podcast apps and that and and just uh, avail yourself of this music. It's uh, as we're recording this, it's a tough time to do that because of this big old lockdown from um, COVID-19. But, uh, you know, this whole program is really just a big ad campaign for going out and being around the music while it's being played. MP3s, nice thing to have. Not the same. So uh, get yourself get yourself the real thing. Be around the music. Breathe with the musicians. Be where they're playing. And you'll be part of that show. You're not just in the audience. You're among it. Okay. July of 2019. It's Vijay Iyer on the topic of Jerry Allen on Deep Focus with me, Mitch Goldman. Enjoy. This crazy world is so loud. You need the softness sometimes. Thank you. 
Paris, it seems they're every bit as responsive as our friends back home in Blighty were, <laughs> if you give them a good reason. Yes. Uh, you're listening to WKCR. The show is called Deep Focus. My name is Mitch Goldman. I have very great pleasure of having Vijay Iyer as my guest, and we are deeply enthralled in the music of Jerry Allen at the recommendation of Vijay, and uh, we had a magnificent set of Jerry with Charlie Hayden and Paul Motion and now we're hearing something very different Jerry Allen part of this trio with Dave Holland and Jack DeJeanette backing up the magnificent Betty Carter yeah. Sim- a lot of overlap in a sense but very different direction in another way yeah yeah and I, I was I found myself um, thinking about what it is to play with vocalists as a pianist I mean I over the years I especially before you'd heard of me, um, I played with plenty of singers in the in Oakland and San Francisco quite a bit, um, and even out here. And uh, do you does one play differently? Like consciously, do you uh, find yourself um, rest- more restrained or just careful or something? And I guess you know. On the other hand, Betty Carter. Is one of the greatest improvisers of all time, and she is, you know, she's as much of a musician's musician as anyone. And uh, musicians learn from her. You know, I'm still learning from her. I had the, you know, I got to see her live several times, and uh, was wearing out her albums prior to that. And um, you know, knowing many people who worked with her for years, including Mark Shim, who plays in my band. Um, and also knowing Mark Carey, for example, and James Hurt. Um, actually, James played with Abby, but not with Betty. Uh, but yeah, you know, just various musicians on the scene who went through the Betty Carter University. You know, right. you, were, you were like just of the age of yeah, the, the guys who were sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I uh, I remember seeing one version of her band with Eric Harland in it, in maybe '97. Bruce Flowers on piano. Um, did, on, did Rodney Kendrick play with her too? Yeah, I think at some point. Oh, actually, hmm. 
with Abby. We're definitely with Abby. They were label mates. It's yes. very, yeah, but yeah, no, very different. Yeah, musically yeah, yeah, very yeah, different. Very different, though. yeah. Um, and I remember just, I remember seeing her when I saw her live in 97, and uh, I could not believe how in the moment she was with every single thing, including like, I mean, I'd already by then been listening to her for 10 years, but seeing her live, um, I remember, I'll never forget, like she... She played this, uh, they did Body and Soul. And, you know, it began with the opening phrase, my my heart is sad. And then five bars went by, and she's not singing. And then somewhere, like, later on in the song, she says, and lonely, you know, like, it's somehow been, she's, re, she's changed the song, basically. She's reinvented it before your eyes, you know. And, uh, you know, the she would bend a form to her will. You know, basically, she, like I was saying earlier about Joe Henderson, she could basically, or even about Monk, basically, she did whatever she want, whenever she wanted to, and, and still, she could, she could carry the the band around. Somehow oh yeah, too. yeah. No, I mean, yeah. mus- she uh, she drove a bit. <laughs> she she drove musicians pretty hard, and um, could you know, I heard I've heard many stories from all these years working with Mark Shem. He's he's got a lot of anecdotes about how harsh she was with everyone except him for some reason anyway um yeah so basically that that like you don't you know when you're playing with her it's not like you're playing on your guard or something like in a way that uh you're being careful to um not i don't know to not throw her or something like that which is because she can't be thrown like she knows what's happening more than you she knows what you're playing better than you do, basically, you know. And, um, and we're accustomed to hearing her with these phenomenally talented young bands. Yes, at, yeah. At the university. And wait a minute, here she is with Jerry Allen, Dave Holland, Jack Yeah, Schnett. and that's what's pretty remarkable about hearing all of them in this context is, uh, you know, two former Miles Davis side men. <laughs> yeah. Jack, who'd played for years by then with Keith Jarrett's trio and you know, done so much of his own as a leader and across the spectrum. And, um, I don't know, really exciting musicians, uh, and basically not really having to hold back whatsoever. And that's, but there, there is, I hear tremendous reverence for her. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's reverence. Well, really what it is, is it brings out a different sensitivity from all of them. And that's not sensitivity in the sense of coddling or something, but more just like, serving the music in a really specific way now you know like um that there's a message you know that that they are all sort of tasked with helping to deliver and and so it's you know i don't think there's any kind of immaturity there but they are you know hearing jerry just these two sets back to back like she's she is playing slightly differently and but not in a way that's um pandering or coddling or anything just in a way that's um meeting the demands of the situation that's what i would say and you know they started with one of her tunes which is this kind of burner um extended kind of blues form that she created feed the fire and you know you hear Betty Carter going toe to toe with everybody, you know, <laughs> yeah. and just, and it's great. I mean, there's all this uh, real interplay happening, 
you know they're real they're all really listening they're all really learning from each other you know and that's really exciting to hear and then that or ballad yes. love notes yeah and i i especially love the interplay between miss jerry allen <laughs> as she's referred to and betty carter jerry's the only one really in her in betty carter's sonic range yeah and yeah. she's just delivering this little sequence of these figures that mm-hmm. sort of echo and rhyme Mm-hmm. and inverse and reverse and obverse, and she's got this little jewel that she's turning in her hands that's yes, yeah. supporting what Betty Carter's doing. It's really... Yeah. I, I don't know if that was... Was that a spontaneous thing, do you think, or is that sort of in the composition, or was that just Jerry in that moment? What, if you remember that moment. Um, I mean, I think that... I could imagine that so that being something that emerged spontaneously, um, but maybe became a feature of that song as they played it. Yeah, I wonder. A, I don't even tour, know, for example, how extensively they toured. How yeah, I don't really either. Together, I, but isn't the album "Feed the Fire" is also a live album? Isn't it? I think it is. See now, that's something <laughs> I should have figured out before we walked in here today. Uh, yeah, it, you're it's probably from uh, around recorded around the same time. So. I'm firing my whole research department after the show. <laughs> right. You're all fired. <laughs> How could you treat your daughter that way? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I I'm not sure yeah, whether yeah, yeah. where this fits in relation to the album itself that it's better known um, live recording, but uh, I imagine that they arrived at certain you know, arrangements and things, partly through some premeditation and then partly through what happens inevitably on the road, which is like you figure stuff out as you're doing it. You're like, oh. Um, But then you have this kind of tenuous relationship with your own discoveries, like, because there's also this imperative to make it new. And if you're saying like, well, let me let me do that cool thing I did yesterday. <laughs> right <laughs> on this tune, it's not going to be it's not going to land right, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you hear? I, I'm sure there's this some kind of give and take between knowns and unknowns, which is basically what makes it come alive. Well, everybody's in it together, no question about it. It's Betty Carter as the band leader and vocalist, of course, and this magnificent rhythm section, Jerry Allen, Dave Holland, and Jack Dijonette. We're in Paris at the Théâtre. It says Théâtre de la, la Ville, which we could think... Could be, but it could also be La Villette. Well, maybe La Villette was built shortly after that. Now that I think mm. of, this is 93. Anyway, um, yeah, it was uh, is full of theaters. They have... Yeah. They have, um, yeah. Well, these next few tunes, uh, yeah, some standards yeah. in there. There's actually this tune called I'm All Smiles, which Jerry also recorded with Charlie and Paul in that other trio. You know that it's on one of those trio albums, maybe on Year of the Dragon, the same um, song by Michael Leonard. Uh, it's an elusive one, really interesting uh modulating constantly like every bar you know we will hear that in this next chunk of music we're going to hear uh sometimes i'm happy one that was a regular part of betty carter's sets uh, one of hers called fake 
and then I'm All Smiles. Yes. Music from Betty Carter from the archives at WKCR on Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. Vijay Iyer is my guest. Thank you. Sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. I never mind the rain from the sky, just as long as there's sunshine in your eye. Sometimes I Sometimes I love you, but when I love you, it's cause I love you, that's how I am, so what can I do? I'm happy when I'm with you.
what I was feeling, but he knew, he knew. So I tried to run, then suddenly he was touching me, but still I played that push away game. I said, would you please stop? I'm hoping all the while. My very thoughts He kissed my hand That did it I became his woman No longer will I pretend That I don't want him no more the rain. 
Jack, if you're listening, take a bow. Right? Take a stand up and take a bow, man. Man, I'm I don't know about you. I'm all smiles. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which happens to be the name of that song. Wow, that was Betty Carter. You know, we, we did figure out, as you may have, since um, we all share an internet, that uh, the album "Feed the Fire" was recorded two days later than this one. So this is live in Paris on October 28th, and then two days later. They played at Royal Festival Hall in London, and that was the album that we know and love called Feed the Fire. The same venue the where same. we heard Jerry Allen, Charlie Hayden, uh, yeah, the same, Paul Motion. The same complex, right, in uh, yeah, South Bank. So this and is from like, that same tour, though. And yes, it is Théâtre de la Ville, not <laughs> for the, La yes. Villette. Some... Yes. Well, that was built later in You know what? I'll tell you. I did not Google this, but I was thinking about it. Hmm. If I recall correctly, La Villette was built in 93, because mm-hmm. I remember being there oh, that could be. and seeing the construction. I played there for the first time in 95, so yeah, that seems right. Uh, yeah, well, um, 
But yeah, no, Théâtre de la Ville is actually a very uh, classic, beautiful uh, hall, right? Uh, not hall, but a theater right um, downtown near the Seine. And uh, yeah, it sounds, I mean, this could have been uh, a hole in the wall. It would still sound like the grandest concert hall on the continent, hearing this band of Betty Carter with Jerry Allen, Dave Holland, and Jack DeJohnette. Yes, the whole band is going for broke. That last um, performance of that song, I'm All Smiles, the way they, the when they ratcheted up from the waltz to that up-tempo. Right when that piano solo kicked in, right? Yeah, that was, that was smoking. I mean, uh, you know, basically no one, no one has fear in this band, yeah. <laughs> you could tell. Yeah. Which, uh, and to hear that manifest in such a glorious fashion, it's really, it's really inspiring. It's kind of our theme tonight have that, no fear have that uh yeah like nina simone famously said freedom what is freedom freedom means having no fear yeah that's um that's what you hear right here and it's great to hear um just everyone at the top of the game you know uh you know what i i've always been mystified by the way dijonette would um he could drive a band without really playing patterns at all. You yes. That seems, again, like he's always creating. Like there's this just this flurry of energy, like extremely detailed, but constantly varying um, information coming from him yeah. that just sort of keeps things aloft and, and he could really um, propel... There's a lot coming from underneath, like from the bottom of the kit. Yeah, he's, his dynamics are yeah. really uh, phenomenal. His, the, the range that he can, without even changing the tempo. Yeah, and, and then hearing Jerry Allen with him versus with Paul Motion is like, that's a really interesting contrast, that level of interaction. I mean, what I always tell young musicians, no matter what instrument they play, is that your relationship to the drums is what's going to make this music work or not work. You know, like you have to um, find that axis between what you're doing and what a drummer is doing. So that, I mean, I remember even Mark Turner saying like, you know, all I do is I try to make the drummer sound good, <laughs> which is, a, you know, that sounds like he's exaggerating, but that having that priority, you know, and so, like, hearing the way Jerry Allen navigates that relationship with Paul Motion, who's this very spacious and not really, um, not so propulsive in general. You know, he also is dealing with a lot of emptiness, you know, <laughs> like form and emptiness, like these, uh, or a negative space, basically. And, um, and then also, like, this kind of dancerly sensibility. With Dijonette, I mean, he's also got that dance beat, but he's got this these like flurries, these volleys, these like fusillades, these just uh, this like a whole other kind of intensity happening that's not from negative space. It's from like actually this kind of wealth of very detailed, very fine grained, and very uh, actually like fast moving information. Mm -hmm. So then hearing Jerry work with that and sort of drive through that and find that uh, 
build that relationship, that access. It was really exciting to hear. Three hours, man. Oh yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking. us <laughs> no. right up to the last <laughs> second here. I need We're to shut up. We're not done. We're not done. No, there's so much more music. There's so much more. Uh, we even we barely scratched the surface. Right. Yeah, this was... What do you think? Maybe we might have to do part two, man. Yeah, I'm ready for part two. All right, all right. We're gonna schedule part two. This is mm. uh, this has been three magnificent hours. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. This. Vijay Iyer, thank you for coming through and shining a bright light on Jerry Allen. Well, I did my best. Um, th- yeah, there's much more to talk about. And we barely even, we did barely talked about her music. <laughs> right. We got to focus on her as a player in in the context of these interesting aggregates. But um, she, the composer, I mean, I hope we can do another few hours at least just dedicated to the music she made when she had full control over what was happening. Let's do. Let's do. All right. Look for that. Watch the space, listeners. This is WKCR-FM New York, WKCR-HD1, WKCR.org, 89.9 FM. Vijay Iyer, thank you again. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Silence your phone, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we're going to turn things over to the crack WKCR news team, all the latest headlines and more with Late City Edition. And uh, Vijay, any last uh, fun fairly well? Or uh... Uh, first of all, I wanted to say Jerry Allen was a genius. I don't think I got to say that in these few hours, but and and it sort of goes without saying, and yet it was so rarely said in her lifetime. And and I think we need to spend our lifetimes deciphering and decoding and unpacking the genius that she was. There is, I completely agree with you. Something you said earlier that I didn't respond to at the time about the need to study and explore what she did I think a lot of it went past me at the time I think Mm -hmm. went past a lot of people even when she did start to get some acknowledgement Mm -hmm. I think really getting into the core of her creativity is in the future for sure all right folks uh thank you Mitch thank you Vijay (laughs) all right more soon and uh got a great program coming up for you right now no we don't really have another program coming up for you right now but we've got dozens of episodes of deep focus you can subscribe and you'll find them at mitchgoldman.podbean.com or you can uh, look for deep focus podcasts on apple podcasts and itunes and spotify and podbean app maybe some other apps that uh, you have maybe podcast republic uh, people have been downloading through Chrome and Safari and Facebook all over the world. This is, uh, yeah, it's all yours. No advertising, no fee. Uh, come and get it and share it with your friends and subscribe and rate us, please, if you're enjoying it. And, um, yeah, it's Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. Thanks for being along.